Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter, and me, Courtney Fogel. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, on today's episode we're going to be talking about media relations. I have two guests with me today. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Sure, I'm Chandra Martinez. Um, I worked at MLive, Grand Rapids Press, for 25 years, and I took an early buyout a few months ago, and now I'm kind of a freelance writer. Okay, cool. And I'm Beth Dornan. I am manager of PR, social media, and content strategy for Amway North America, and I'm an adjunct professor here at GVSU. Go Lakers! (laughs) So media relations is obviously really important, and we have a lot of courses about it at GVSU. So why do you think it is so important? I think it's really about relationships, relationships between the media, uh, you know, newspapers, TV stations, radio programs that cover mm-hmm. the news, and some of the organizations they cover. And ultimately, I think that comes down to two people working together. And that's kind of what uh, Beth and I have a history of. Yeah. When I was covering Amway, I would often call her up to check on things and see if there's a story, check out stories that I'd heard or, or rumors and mm-hmm. see, see what was true and what wasn't true. And then on the other hand, Beth would call me with a story pitch and I would consider and take it back to my editors and say, I think this could be a good story. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways, I think we were, I represented Beth to my, to my organization and Beth would then repre- represent me when I had a request to her organization. Sure. What about you? What do you think? So it's interesting. There's a lot of debate about the value of media relations now because everybody has a forum and a platform through social media. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people will say you really don't need the media as much as you did in the past, but I disagree. Uh, Media still bring credibility to organizations, products, brands uh, through their coverage and through their stories, not just by bringing those stories to their audience, a much wider audience than you could reach on your own, but that earned media has more credibility than what brands themselves say. Yeah, true. So what's the process of getting a story to the press? Like, Say you don't have a relationship with a journalist and you want to start to build one. What's that process look like for a PR person? Well, I think what you first do is kind of identify the publication, um, who their audience is, and then the reporter that would cover that type of story. And you, you tailor, tailor your pitch to those things. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you do as well when you do just a general um, media pitch, unless it's really big breaking news and it's gonna be a pretty obvious story. But if it's, if it's one that, you know, kind of a feature or something in general that you know may or may not be considered for a story you're going to have to work hard and kind of connect with that reporter and convince them that it's a it's a good story yeah the first thing you need to know if you don't know the reporter you have to get to know them Uh, you really become a student of their work take a look at the stories they do the brands, the categories, the industries that they cover. Find out if you fit within that portfolio of work. Um, And if you do, find out how they cover them. Uh, Because a lot of journalists will have, I wouldn't say predictable patterns, but they might have a certain way of approaching stories, which will help you formulate your pitch. But 
Um, cold pitching is like cold calling in selling. It's very hard and the likelihood of it working is pretty slim. So the first thing you need to do is get to know the journalist from afar and then start working with them, start to build the relationship even slowly uh, before you uh, really fire up a pitch to them. Yeah, I think if it, I think it's it's plausible or it's a good idea if they're if they're open to it is to invite them out for coffee mm-hmm. and talk to them a little bit about what they cover. I mean, they may be busy one particular week, but if you stay with it, you'll eventually get some of their time sure. to talk to them, especially if you're looking for a long-term relationship with that person. So how do you handle like going to get coffee versus bribery? I think they would buy their own coffee. Right, and most um, legitimate media organizations have policies about the dollar value okay. of something that you can be offered to try a product. Uh, just for the experience and to write about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Some media outlets have policies that you use the product and then you return the product. Um, You know, so obviously consumables, you know, you may not return half a bottle of shampoo, but you think about journalists who cover the auto industry, they have to try out cars. Obviously, obviously they're not just getting the cars because that would be um, an ethically contentious situation. And a lot of times when I was at MLive, we would get new products. We'd you kind of look through the product, try it out, and then it would be donated. So, I mean, they have their own rules in place that, mm-hmm. to, keep, to keep that kind of undue influence from happening. Well, and the FTC has also stepped in on a lot of this, especially as it pertains to influencers, with more disclosures about receiving something of value and then covering it mm-hmm. in a certain way. Really? I didn't know oh, that. Oh, yeah. So there's several criteria for influencer disclosures. They have to be clear, they have to be consistent, and they have to be very present. So it's not enough just to hashtag something, right. fill in the name of the brand, partner. Um, it has to be sponsored, hashtag ad. You know, so that's way of that's a way of differentiating um, a relationship that has a benefit for the person writing about it versus someone who's just writing about something because they think it's a good story um, or because they think a product or service has value. Mm-hmm. So if you are a journalist instead of an influencer, do people still reach out like that and you have to say ad or paid sponsorship or is that not okay when you're a journalist? I don't think a journalist would do that. No, because when you're writing for a media outlet, um, you are either employed by or you are freelance talent working for that media outlet. So the expectation is you are following that media outlet's policies and those policies may include objectivity. Um, You know, there are some, especially online media outlets, that definitely tilt in the direction uh, that's a little bit closer um, to pay for play. Uh, But legitimate media outlets will cover things objectively fairly and accurately, and typically not um, toss a valentine Mm -hmm. to a product or brand unless it is truly first-in-class, best-in-class, innovative, no one else is doing something like that. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I think that's an accurate way to to say it. I think they're held accountable by their their audience and their readers who expect... um, a balance and they expect and they expect when they write about a new product that they're going to talk about the pros and cons and yeah, not just be biased yeah mm-hmm. sure so 
I've heard that a lot of journalists have this negative taste in their mouth when it comes to public relations professionals. Um, I think they have a, a, a skepticism. I mean, I think that's expected in that role. Is They understand that the PR folks are representing their companies, and so journalists should be skeptical. They should be asking questions, looking around, trying to find out the whole picture. I mean, that's just their nature. So how do you think PR pros could kind of better that relationship and better their reputation? I think just understanding that and making sure that every informa- all the information they provide to a journalist is accurate. I mean, that's really, honesty is kind of what cements that relationship. Mm-hmm. Honesty and integrity and not not expecting something that a journalist would not do as part of their normal mm-hmm. course of work. Mm-hmm. And it does all go back to building relationships, making sure that you understand what a journalist wants and needs, what you can deliver as part of that, um, under-promising and over-delivering, which is good advice in dealing with a journalist or dealing with a client or your own company, but really making sure that you are acting consistently and always acting um, on a very high ethical plane and with integrity, because it only takes one slip like that to destroy your credibility with a journalist um, or with a company or with an entire media organization. Uh, Especially in a market like Grand Rapids, which is not that big, um, you make one mistake and you you could literally shoot your own career in the foot. Yeah. So what if you work for an organization that has some sort of PR scandal? Then would your personal PR reputation go down with journalists? No, that's crisis management, mm-hmm. and that's expected that you're going to do a good job. What you're expected to do in crisis management is, I mean, it means they're have you're you're still trying to tell a story, mm-hmm. right? And, but you have to be accurate. You cannot lie about it. You have to tell the truth. And when you can't say something, you have to say, "I cannot talk about that," or "I cannot respond to that mm-hmm. question." You're allowed to do that. Maybe you're allowed to say no I I can't provide that information Mm -hmm. or I can't give you access to that person yeah and you know the old saying it isn't what happens to you but it's how you react to it yeah that very much is the same in crisis communications you know bad things can happen to good companies Um, things happen all the time but to Chandra's point it's really how the company behaves and reacts and whether what they do reflects their values as well and especially in a crisis situation responding quickly um, saying what you do know uh, not speculating on what you don't know and knowing that it's okay to say to a journalist I don't know but I will let you know as soon as I can figure that piece out. Yeah, or I can't provide that information right now for legal reasons. Sure, yeah. Okay. I think I think journalists understand that. I mean, they're going to put that in the story. But yeah, a lie, what you just definitely don't want to do is tell a lie. Oh, no. I will no, come but, back to bite you. Well, and even though sometimes, and this is, this is kind of an issue with younger practitioners, sometimes we don't like to admit what we don't know. Uh, because we want to be viewed as the experts on our brands or our clients or our organizations. And it's really hard to say, and there's no shame in saying, I don't know, but let me go figure that out and get back to you, mm-hmm. which is much better than trying to bluff your way through. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you erode credibility because you don't want to be the PR person that that journalist doesn't trust, that that journalist feels that they're going to have to follow up and verify the information you gave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
So since you guys have your own relationship as a PR pro and a journalist, can you walk us through how that formed and how that started? I think it started just with one story. I, you pitched it, it were helpful, I wrote it, it was accurate, and then we built on that. And we would talk more, and I would, as I developed a relationship with Beth, I could pitch stories to her that she may not initially want the company wasn't planning to do, but she would go back and say, Chandra's interested in this story. Is there a way we can give it to her? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I was looking for. I was looking for access to Amway in a way that other reporters didn't have that access. And that meant getting interviews before other reporters or mm-hmm. getting people who don't usually like to talk to the media to sit down and talk with me and talk about the company. And it's part of that relationship building and it's getting to know one another um, and getting to know the organizations through one another. Um, it's funny, certain situations when Chandra would be calling, I could almost guess and with an increasing degree of accuracy what she was going to ask um, based on having worked together over the years and knowing what she was looking for in different stories, which helped me do my job better because if I knew you were coming in to talk about something, I had a pretty good idea of the facts and data that I would need to pull together to satisfy that. And obviously, my role um, as a PR person is not just working with Chandra, making sure that she has the information and the access that she needs. I'm also in the role where I'm helping prepare and equip our spokespeople. So the more that I can prepare them for the questions she's likely to ask, the better prepared they are, the happier they are when the interview is over, and uh, the more productive the session is, and ideally um, creates a story that satisfies your needs and that we feel good about as well, because we feel like our side of the story was fairly Mm -hmm. shared. Yeah, I think it made for good good storytelling. Mm -hmm. But But this built over years. Um, We didn't start in this place. Um, Chandra had been on different beats before she started covering our company. You know, so it it took us a little while, but we always approached it from the standpoint, you've got a job to do, I've got a job to do. Um, And part of my job is helping you cover our company. Mm -hmm. So, So looking at it from that perspective, I think helped. And I was always very committed to accuracy, so I would always follow up afterwards and make sure I got my facts right. And because it's just little things that you could get wrong, but they can really leave a bad taste with your source. Mm-hmm. So that, well, that's and that's probably. and that's something I've always respected about you. Chandra joined my class just before this, okay. And I pointed out that she is the only journalist I've ever worked with who, after she would publish a story online would text me or call me and say, I just posted the story, can you take a look and, and make sure that everything's correct. Mm-hmm. So that shows me that your interest is making sure that you have represented everything fairly and accurately and I can play a role in helping you in that regard. Now, rarely, rarely and I really, <laughs> was there anything that needed to be corrected but I always appreciate it yeah that and, heads up and I was very happy to go even detailed I, I really wanted it to be as accurate as I could get because I really I think it it'll that information will be used later on by other reporters mm-hmm. so we have to, that's our one time to kind of get it right make sure the numbers are right and everything's accurate it's an important role definitely so right. how what is it like to work with 
a PR person that works for a firm or an agency, and then they have so many different clients. I, I had good relationships with agency people, and, and I think it really helped having a good relationship because they knew what I expected. I knew I could trust them, and they would give me the accurate information. So I think agencies, they do good work. I mean, the, the hard part about the agency is you're not going to get to know a company as well. Mm -hmm. They're just going to kind of come and represent a company for a little while, probably usually during a launch or during a crisis. Right. And so you're more your relationships with the agency than it is with that company. What was nice about working with Beth is I really got to know, get to, became an expert about Amway, its history, what it was trying to do. So I could always write with a little bit more authority. Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate that. As a reporter, you always appreciate when you can really become an expert on a company or a topic. And so agency work is is different and a lot of times I'd find with agency work is sometimes the PR folks their knowledge wasn't as deep and that makes sense because they had four or five clients mm -hmm. and sometimes they just picked up this client you know in a month so right and it's just a temporary thing yeah most of the time. so mm -hmm. they did the best they could but, yeah. but it, they weren't quite as rich stories to tell okay. you know sometimes mm -hmm. so, do you have any advice for somebody that wants to go into media relations, either from, from both sides, I, I would mm -hmm. say? Um, I'll start. I think, I think to be really effective in media relations, you need to think in story, and you need to think like a journalist. Uh, the worst mistake that someone who wants to be successful in media relations can do um, is to entirely view things from the lens of inside their organization and the story they want to tell. You need to flip your perspective over to what the media outlets readers will be interested in and why they'll be interested in it. Because the journalist is your gateway to that audience and you need to convince the journalist that that story is worth telling and you're not going to be able to do that unless you do flip that perspective and you think in terms of how the story would be told through that media outlet. And I think that works for journalists too. I think when you're trying to get a company to talk to you or provide information, you've got to be able to pitch them why they want to share that information. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's ways to go around media, I'm sorry, uh, companies. There's you know, public records, and you can use that. But ultimately, you want to understand the motivations, and you're only really going to get that from the company. So you've got to, you've got to build that relationship so they're willing to talk to you in good times and bad times. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was really fun. It's interesting to hear from both perspectives rather than just a PR pro or a journalist. So I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA. And check out the show notes for this episode on GVPRSSA.com. <laughs>